Hello and welcome to So Farscape. Fun-filled Farscape fancast by a fervent fan. And a frankly fascinated first-timer. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. And, and this, this is the story, story So Farscape. Yay, hey, fun. Yay, hooray. Another episode of Farscape. We've been looking forward to 418 prayer so much. And what a great time we all had. Oh, yes. It's like, I mean, classic Farscape. You know, light-hearted comedy and fun and yeah, nothing, no rollic- dark themes at all. Rollicking space romp with, with yes. friends on an adventure oh, through the uncharted... Well, the, the tormented space in this case. Torment is right. Yes. David Kemper wanted to go dark and then... And then John jo- Justin Monjo... Deli- right. Am yeah. I saying that right? Was uh, directed, was written by... Yes, Justin Monjo yes. delivered. He actually talked about how this was probably like the most accurate translation from script to screen of any Farscape episode. Okay, the one that went through the least revisions or modifications during shooting or... Right. Yeah. But this is contradicted by Claudia Black, who is understandably very proud of this episode, because mm. holy shit, she carries oh, yes. she carries this whole episode solo while strapped to a bed and foaming at the mouth. Yeah, well, there's only a little bit of foaming towards the end, but yes. And apparently, according to her, it's been significantly don- toned down from what was shot. Like, some oh, wow. of the more gruesome stuff apparently didn't make it to screen. Oh, okay, so... I guess, like, Kemper might be just, like, miss... Well, we shot that, but forgetting that it didn't actually made it into the episode, I guess. Hey, some of it actually didn't. There is... Actually, maybe we should uh, start with a content warning. Very good. For season four, episode 18, Prayer, which involves themes of forced pregnancy Mm. and the apparent involuntary termination of one of those pregnancies, which is... torture. Yeah, imprisonment... Just and just oh, horrible, horrible stuff from everybody. Yes, <laughs> it's very difficult to watch. If it's not, you know, if that's something that you're sensitive to, totally be, get it. Be forewarned. Yes. Yeah. Then, then maybe this one isn't isn't for you. So we're we're going to proceed from from now on, assuming that people are aware of like the content and are in the right sort of headspace for it, and see if we can have a little fun with this one. Yeah. Still, so, it is a very good episode. Oh yeah. So let's see what our listeners have to say about. Oh it. yes. Crichton makes a perilous pinky promise while Erin does a tour of Scarron comfy chairs. Anthony Simcoe gets about 30 seconds of glory and mm. point blank executing a random bystander. It's somehow the least frilled up thing that happens. Thank you, Horsebird. Oh, God. Well, it wasn't a really pinky promise. It was a thumb promise, really. But I can see where it is. I'm sorry. I'm trying to laugh with you, but I've actually been reading the next one. Oh, okay. Which is from Marky C, who says, Sorry, Kaki and Kay. This is in the style of Madonna's Like a Prayer. Okay. Katratzi's a mystery, Aaron's son is all alone, I hear her call your name, Jank has brew, when she calls your name, it's like a little no, prayer to find a tree, Bizarro Stark will take you there, take you there, John makes, makes a, deal. a deal, her life will warm whole power, Aaron makes a prayer to anyone out there, it has been a while since I've listened to Madonna. Yes. I do you also have the thing just right now where we're so busy trying to remember the melody that you actually don't remember any of those words? Yes. Well, I, I could have like probably sung it better if I used the original words and then used that melody to The mystery. Yes. Cuz the, the, the singing the original words helps you with the melody. Whereas, and once you have the melody, you can put the new words to it. But yes, thank you. Let's when see. she calls your name, it's like a little prayer <laughs> to find Catrazzi. Bizarro Stark will take you there. John Makes a <coughs> deal. Her life will worm, life will worm a whole power. Cough. <coughs> Go ahead. I'll edit it out. <coughs> or maybe I'll leave it in because it's funny now. <coughs> okay. All right. All right. There Any we further ones, I, I, I will edit out. Fair. The show that keeps hurting you decides to change the pace by punching you as hard as it can. Yeah. Road trips other offer little reprieve, but the show reminds us that our leads can act their multi-dimensional pants off. Yeah. Look, you try making a joke about this one. Thank you, Mark Nixon. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're going to spend the next uh, X number of minutes valiantly trying. I can think of at least one. There is a sort of sexy bit coming in. Listen, Crichton and Scorpius make a tasty Scar and Blood vow. Yeah, that's the one I think we can make jokes about. Oh, yes. And then take a road trip down a wormhole to alternate reality Moya to find Starkozu. Oh, we're stealing that one. Yes. Starkozu, where Scorpius mercilessly helps Crichton get the info. 
Aaron becomes a pincushion as she is tortured by Scarens to reveal the father of her child, makes a new friend, although it's a brief friendship, and tries to find help by praying to any deity or devil that is listening to save her child. Thank you, Nick Rude from Katrazzi, a.k.a. Canada. Yeah. Oh, so they should have just asked Nick. It's hiding in the orbit of Canada. Yes, yes, but by mirroring... Or something like that. Yeah. What's... Does Canada have an antipode? Ooh. Or ooh. if you if you mirror it, say, that sort of entire area across the equator, where do you wind up? Oh, the, well, then you end up in, like, Chile or somewhere. But that's... But, if you but South America doesn't have, like, as much coverage of the no. south southern hemisphere oh, as... No. Like, would you even get land? Me? Who knows? Probably someone with access to a map who cares yes, right now. There's anyway. Web, there's websites for that. The, the antipole, where you can just point on a map and then it tells you what the exact opposite point on the Earth is. Oh, yeah, that's people, fun. People, as people, if have used, just... people have used it to make Earth sandwiches. <laughs> I've never heard of this, no? but I immediately know you, what it is. You and a mate like, agree to like go out with and make sure that you're living on opposite sides of the house. You each go and take a slice of bread. And you the right the time zone. And you put it on the right, and at the same time, you put like your slice of bread on the uh, ground and you've made an earth sandwich. Yeah, and then <laughs> and Gordon Ramsay says, what are you? An earth sandwich. An earth sandwich. All right. Speaking of traveling all the way through a world... We open with another very succinct recap of what you need to know to follow this episode. Which, if you haven't watched this season, is just got to be absolutely bananas. Because there's the iceberg over the wormhole pond. There's Einstein. There's the various sort of species-swapped or character-swapped characters. Oh, hey, on the Farscape Encyclopedia project, they do a really interesting thing where they do, like, the character who's portraying it, exclamation mark the character that they are. So, Sikosu, exclamation mark Stark. Right, and is that uh, some convention that you know? Like, what does the exclamation mark separator mean? No, no idea. So okay. it, it, it's it's Aaron Aaron exclamation mark Chiana. Chiana, yes, exactly. Right. Yes, a convention that started with I think out of their minds to sort of describe right. yes who was on screen, who were we right. seeing, yes, and who were they actually? I mean, it's interesting that they picked the character name and not the actor name, but well, because the the characters have swapped, right? I suppose, yeah. Right, and the and the actors happen to be portraying the physical appearance mm. that we recognise of a certain. Well, it's uh, like character. I said, like they got thrown in the blender and uh, things got oh, uh, yeah. messed around. So we've That's... got Starkozu, we've got Chiana, yeah. like Aaron Chiana. Yeah. Okay, okay. What do we do with Jewel? Jewel go. I don't know. It's okay. complicated. Yes. Okay. But it ends with yes, we we get to hear John talk to Scorpy and make his deal with him. This this was Scorpy's endgame, wasn't it? I don't think so. You don't think so? Because no. you it was great how he just lied there and kind of like his eyes opened a tiny little crack and he's like, okay, like 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 we said, like like a fish nibbling on the line. He's like, mm-hmm. okay, not, let's not like jump at this too let's soon. Let him come. Let him come. Let's see where he's. <laughs> <laughs> let's see where he's going to. Let's like, let it all out and like, oh, now we have a deal. Oh, but like. I'm really excited about this sort of as a fan because I'm coming back to it, having yeah. not watched it in ages, and this is kind of what I'm feeling. I think John was trying really, really hard, obviously, to yes. pretend to Scorpius that Aaron didn't mean anything to him. I kind of think that Scorpius never bought it for a second. Yeah. That Good from question. the start, he was just hanging out there, hey, sooner or later, something's going to come happen to Aaron and John's going to come crawling to me. I mean, I wouldn't put it beyond him, but it seems like an awfully long game to be playing, which might not ever play out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and he did kind of have to leave because the commander was, like, after him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he didn't have much choice in the way. It's just he hasn't done that much. No, true. I mean, he's been kind of like having his little tryst with Sikozu. That's kept him busy. Yes. Speaking of keeping busy... Yes, Erin is on a prisoner ship, and she is, I thought, like, first she was, like, telling stories. So it's it's kind of shot in a way that it looks like you get a shot of her through the bars of her cell. Again, yeah. Like, massive gaps between the cell bars, like, same as on Moya. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's shot in a way that she might actually be talking to a cellmate and telling right. her a story. Yeah. But, because it's a little bit of background about... Observation deities, I suppose. Yeah. A little that's... bit of observation mythology is what you hear here. 
Sebastians used to have a god. Well, mythology is right. Sebastians yeah. used to have a god, Jankabru. I think it's spelled mm-hmm. with Jankaz, but she says Jankabru, who was worshipped by six worlds, and they built temples for her and conquered planets. And then Jankabru still toasted those planets and killed all of her followers. And so the last warrior lay dying asks, mm. Why? Why? Because I can. Yeah. Because I can, can, can. <laughs> can, 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 can. So out of Rouge flashback there. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, a bit of levity in an otherwise very <laughs> grim episode. Out of all the things that have ever happened to to Erin, now is the time she tries praying. Because mm. this this is what occurs to her. She's asking, okay, there's one god that I know of who may be sort of Sebastian related. Which, yes. So do you just ask and yeah. then you hope for the best? Yeah. I mean, that's how praying works, isn't it? Depends on the culture. True. Like some some cultures have messengers, you know, yeah, uh, yes. uh, Papa Elegba among right, the among yeah, the Loa. Right, in, need to be talked to, to get the message across to the the gods, the, yes. the actual gods or right. spirits, or yeah. And then you have like story worlds where you know a theology is a, a practical science, not a yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> there gods, is applied we, theology. We know that we know that gods exist, and we know that if you say the right things and make the right offerings, they will help you. So yes, it's a, uh, yes. It's a, it's a practical it's science. An science. Yeah. They must still also have like theoretical theology. Oh, yes. It's figuring out new formulas. And <laughs> right. So quick little walk and talk with John and Scorpius. Where Scorpius is if I help with this insanity, and we do get Aaron back. You will tell me all you know about wormholes, every equation, every formula, everything. You're really going to tell me everything, right? Like he's kind of like making sure that yeah. he's got the terms and conditions right. Yep. Which is not petty. No, absolutely not. Be- because I think it's because he knows that John is an honourable person. Yes, I who, think so. Yeah. And so by making this explicit. He avoids any, or he he prevents any sort of dissembling like, on. He literally asks him like, "You you'll tell me everything, all the formulas, everything you know." You know that one bothered me a little. Every equation, every formula. What's the difference? And what does formulas have to do with physics? Yeah, a formula is generally a formulation, right? right and otherwise, yes. like I mean, in some languages we say formula. In Dutch, we say formula when we actually mean when we would say equation, equation in English. Yes. But, okay, he's being very specific, and then he pricks John's finger and sucks it and yes, stares it, him right in the eye. He makes it very sensual. Like he, he really goes, Tongue out. And John's just sort horrified. of... Okay. yes. Okay, well, I then, don't know. Maybe... Then, yes, then maybe we learn that t- Scorpius has been on the Nostromo. Uh, because- <laughs> I noticed that, too. His blood is the colour of... Let's be PG and call it milk, watery milk. Right, yes. And it drips really fast. It's very thin and drips pretty fast. Uh-huh. And, like, Hans holds his thumb in front of John, like, dripping blood, and, like, now it's your turn. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, have, just have a little taste. And just John catches a drop on his tongue, and it's Scorch pretty. just does another slurp. Yeah. I was, like, was kind of, like, wondering if there was going to be, like, a, you know, acid blood moment, that, or maybe super spicy, where John suddenly goes, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. That would be hilarious. <laughs> 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 like, like, like John ha- acting the rest of the scene like he's just swallowed a habanero or pepper or something. <laughs> oh, he's not, he's not that spicy. No, but uh, I think it would have been funny. So, back to Erin. Yeah, this it, episode could have used a lot more funny, couldn't it? It could have. And I think we, we, it's our d- a solemn duty to interject that wherever we can. I'm with you, bud. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just staring at the thumb-sucking jeeves. Yes. Those are... Wow, Wayne Pygram. He knows how to play it up. <laughs> um, now, Erin's definitely praying. First time around, she was, like, telling a story. Yeah. Now, she, now she's praying. Now she is asking for help, guidance, deliverance, whatever you want. A sign that he's coming for me. That was it, yes. Because she's... Yeah, she believes in John. John's going to come rescue her. But instead, we get a Scarron and a Sebastian nurse. Yeah, another, as Dave Elsie calls them, brain Scarron. Yes. Uh, we've seen one male before. That male was in disguise as one of those sexy, sexy robots. Mm-hmm. So now we get to see them, like, in their full glory, in the sort of standard... They seem a lot more humanoid. Still very tall. Yes. And with an interesting headdress. It always kind of reminds me of, like... Birds, almost. 
Oh, I can see what you mean. They they have they're a little bit Vulcanish, I suppose, in a way. Vulcanish? How do you? Yeah. How do well, you put- I don't know. I guess it's the eyebrows. You know. The, uh- oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Generous. Yeah. Well, their eyebrow ridges more likely. There's no actually, eye, there's no hair on them. There is the judgmental frown that we associate with a lot of Vulcan right, characters that's, that's on Star Trek. Prob- that's probably <laughs> it. Uh, and he starts deploying his heat ray to Aaron. Yes. To get information. Like, Which she refuses, but yes. while flanked, and we go to the credits and then we, we, we come back, flanked by a Sebationoid woman who in turns, in fact, turns out to be Sebation. Yes. Who's who, got this like weird little control stick which tells her just exactly how much heat Aaron is how taking much, and yes, like how much death is how long she is can happening. keep going and she just she's kind of like looking at her PK meter there oh PK meter hey <laughs> <laughs> see Mark we can find jokes if we do our best we just take our time and uh, yeah just basically tell her <laughs> okay I like that joke actually it's not just rhetorical but yeah, the Scarron is called Captain Jenick. Uh-huh. And is Oh, is the captain of what Moya pretends to be a Scarron freighter. Like they're just on a regular sort of freighter, which is apparently how Scarrons do a lot of their interrogating, like moving um, pr- prisoners yeah. around. Seems to make sense. I mean, yeah, it's a great way to avoid escape, rescue. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. You can like take them wherever they need to go. And apparently, it's quite common that they uh, are marked uh, DIT, died in transit. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, wondering how acronyms work for uh, translated microbes. <sighs> but okay, and and the the captain is kind of resistant to the nurse's pleas to stop. Right, because he's going like, ah, they should be able to take much more than this. I'm using no more force than usual. This won't harm her. Yeah. yeah. And then it's a mystery why it, uh, it's taken so long. Meanwhile, on, Vo- on Moya, uh, another walk and talk, which I have missed. And this time it's Dargo and Chi flanking John, trying to talk him out of this plan. Going to the wormhole. Yeah, uh, because is- when has that ever worked? Well, and they're basically ta- asking him on whether or not it's going to be okay and whether he can, like, get to the right place. No, I got this hum in my head like a whale. A whale? What's a whale? You know the fishes? Fish. Yeah, that, but big. And- yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like a very small boudon. Yeah. yeah. A little water boudon. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that? Yeah. And then also, you know, very emotional, emotionally developed and like very caring family structures and beautiful songs. Mm. And a Scorpius is there. You can't go with Feckface. He'll screw you and then he'll betray you. Should we do the, the Mintaka thing again and follow like Ooh. one plot line and then the other? Fair. It'll make things easier. Let's stick with... Because I don't think there's really any sort of thematic correlation between what's happening, except that they still follow, like, the five-act structure of, of, of television. Right, yes. But, yeah, this is all about, like, they don't trust Scorpius. Not even slightly, no. And they don't trust John when he gets obsessed. <laughs> Very clever. They're, they're catching on. But John is obsessed, in this case, about Aaron, and they know not to get in the way. And they also know that they have... No right to object, considering what yes. everyone has there has sacrificed or has risked everybody else for people that they love, and they don't begrudge one another that anymore. Yep. And now there's Neri, Jothi. Yep. John loads Scorpius into the module. They ask, like, okay, why is he coming along? And- John and I have an agreement. What agreement? The details are confidential. Yes, need to know basis. You don't need to know. And there is a jump through the wormhole. Yes, which is a little bit unstable. And John goes, well, that's bad news, but goes in anyway. Yep, and just basically steers, feels his way through the wormhole. Camera spins, which got on my tits after a bit, I've got to say. It was a little bit uh, annoying, yes. Especially because it just wasn't consistent in terms of direction, which... When we're following one person, that's fine, because like the ship spins one way and then the other. It looked super cool as the module was going in, by the way. But like spinning one way when we're looking at John and the other way when we're looking at Scorpius, that one gave me the the heebs and the jeebs. So it turns out that they don't arrive in the right place, but they are in trouble, because the module is doing a slow barrel roll while John is upside down. In the cockpit, trying to fiddle with things, occasionally asking... The fluid drive... Yes. Something okay. was was gunking it up. Yeah, and something got frozen. Oh, frozen. Yes. That's the one. And he's trying to unfreeze it and occasionally asks Scorpius to flip a switch. 
And there's a little bit of babble between them. I can't remember what they were talking about. Uh, nothing really material. I mean, kind of repeating stuff that we've already yes. seen for the sake probably of people who didn't see the Einstein episode. How he can feel his way to the right exit. You even see him sort of closing his eyes and mumbling yes. and knowing the right direction. And, and left again. Oh, damn, right. Telling Scorpius to shut up because he's concentrating. Which is going to be tricky for... I wonder if Scorpius at this point realises... Wormhole knowledge is all well and good, but it's also a, an, an internalized skill. Yes. That is not easy to... No. It's uh, like we need a pilot, basically. Yeah, because like John knows how to do this because Einstein taught him, yes. held him by the hand, threw him through the portal, dragged him, dragged him back, let him feel it a few times. Like he, On the other hand... He got driving lessons, essentially. Other people have been doing wormholes with no problem whatsoever. The little ship that... Fur- the Pathfinders. Yes. Well, but also the boat that, that ship that Furlough built. Oh, yeah. That also went through without any problem. And the the ship that the peacekeepers were yeah. making also went where they... I mean, the pilots didn't survive, but they got it there and back again reliably. Okay, yeah, yeah. But now they're just like following the big path in the wormhole and they're not doing the alternate reality stuff, which John yeah. is doing. So, Because yeah. there is a suggestion that wormholes tend to cluster in loops. That too, yes. So there must be like a main sort of trunk that's a loop that you can follow and right. like and exit you... where you were. That part's easy. And then when you get to like other branches, they branch off further. I sort of imagine that when when you want to get somewhere specific, you can, but the odds of winding up completely somewhere else in yes. reality or whatever increase the more specific you want to go to a place yeah second jump they make they do get to the right place or at least there is a moya there yeah oh she's beautiful in these long shots she always looks immensely long yes because normally you see her like coming or going and then her mm-hmm. silhouette is it's so like, different yeah, close up and it's more a wider angle lens i suppose yeah so you see more of her but she's so long she's a real long girl yep Meanwhile, back on Moya, the other Moya, there is like a discussion between Sikozu and Dargo. And because peacekeepers are coming. Yes. And despite the fact that I think that they bought the engine signature changer with different settings. Yes. They apparently can only do Scaram Freighter. Freighter. Yes. Maybe it's kind of like a a subscription model, you know. Like you, (laughs) You buy the thing and then like the first one you pick, you're locked into. And if you want a different one, you have to go back and pay them again. So, oh, no, it's like a PC DVD player where you right. can change the region five go. times, Max. Exactly, yes. that's the one. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Did uh, Rigel get another update? He looks different. Yeah, he looks... His hair looks a little wispy. His, 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 he looks like he looks fatter, like, he, like he's gotten a bit of a, a fat neck and his beard. Hey, grown. he spent months on Earth. I know, right? But I'm just saying, like, especially this... Uh, in the, <laughs> I mean, especially in this sheaf, he looks like he's had an upgrade. Oh, he's yeah. He's had an upgrade. He does look extra dumpy. I, I guess that maybe the costume department fitting on the on the puppet. I don't know. It's just I don't like, know. It, it, to me, it kind of looked like you have enough. He's got again. some some love handles around his shoulders. Which, yeah, around his neck. And so. But so, Sikozu asks for a vote, and Dargo rejects it. Yeah, I'm a captain here. We're not voting. Majority rules. Not yet. It doesn't. I was saying, until hey, sticking with following one thread, as the danger increases. Then the next time that we see Darko, he does take a vote. Yes. Are we going to like? Are we going to cloak or are we going to? Well, jump? are we going to stay or starburst? Right. Yes. And Sikosu says starburst. Rigel starburst. Yeah. Chiana says stay. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yes. And so do Moya and Pilot. Who I yes. think did they get two votes? I don't know. It's unclear, it's, right? It is a bit unclear. Yes. Because <laughs> Darko probably would vote stay. I would think. So, yeah, I mean, he already indicated that. But that would still be it. Yeah, I mean, depending on whether or not Pilot and Moya get two votes or they get the ship's vote. I mean, it seems to make sense that they get they get one vote. Yes, also because Moya can't vote independently no. of Pilot. There you go, yeah. <laughs> we can't know her vote. Exactly. <laughs> Moya is very disappointed. S- somehow they're always uh, in agreement <laughs> with each other, which, you know. 
And then the last time that we see them is when John emerges. So sticking with John now, John and Scorpio arrive on alternate Moya, which is signified by these weird sort of vocal modulations. The sound is a uh-huh. bit weird, and there seems to be sometimes a little bit of lag in the in the image that yeah, we see. Yeah, there's a little bit of a jitter sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, to me, that indicates John is somewhere where he's not supposed to be, and he's in causing damage. He's basically close to making an unrealized reality become oh, yeah. real. That's because that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's going to unrealized realities and like we know that if he stays there too long, those will become the new reality. Yeah, that's true. So and that's, also like he's gone earlier than he the which, last time oh, he was which there. Is also something which, which is not supposed to a big no no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and, of course, he's there, haha, because the only clue they have for the location of Katrazzi is that he heard Starkozu, thank you very much for that one, yeah. say that the last time that he was at this is, is sort of blender, a bizarro Moya, as I think it's called. And so he wants to ask Starkozu yes, where it is. It? Where is it? So they're able to board Moya with no protest, no DRD defenses, no. not even a question from Pilot. Apparently, this Moya just lets anybody come on board. Yep. No wonder they're a mere hour away from being destroyed by Grazer or... Is it Grazer or Craze? Oh, I have no idea. I think it's Craze because it's... Isn't that the one where Craze walks up and, like, congratulates John as his brother? Yes. So they want to get away from this place before that happens. And that also places, like, John in this weird moral framework, like... I'm here to get some information. I can actually take more risks than I normally can because everybody here is is going to die anyway. I know that for sure because I've seen it. Yes, very That's, good point. Right? That's the, that is the actual thing canonically that happens to this timeline. Yes, everybody here is dead anyway. So, like, it's not right, but it makes it a little less wrong, I suppose. Yeah, <laughs> at least that's something that he can deal with for a bit. Because they find Starkozy. Yep. Ask about Katrazzi and... Which pronouns do you want to use? Because you actually have some freedom. Crichton insists on he. Yeah. Because he knows Stark is a he, and even Sikozu has a female voice, and we know Sikozu is a female character that's which sticks with. But Scorpius doesn't seem to agree. Like, he even uses it, its pronouns for yes. Noranti Rigel. So, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the pronoun for the, the character that they're representing, or the pronoun for the character playing? I mean, I think let's let's keep it easier and um, uh, for re- representing. Right. That okay. So like, Sikozu, it is it, it Starko, is Stark. Starkozu is is, a, is star, yeah. Wait. Ma- okay. It's, oh. Okay. So uh, the opposite. You, you said presenting, which is you know this Stark. Is, yes. No. No. The, the representing. I said. Ah. Oh. Thank you. Okay. So not the act. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Understood. Okay. So Stark. He. Him. So original genders for the for the character, not for the. Yeah. Exactly. Because we we don't know better than yeah, than, exactly. than the same one. So Dargo as as Jewel. She. Her. Yeah. Understood. Right. So immediately, Scorpius goes like, "Okay, we're here for uh, this thing to happen." The Katrazzi business says, "I I don't know the the information that I have in the Stikera state. I forget when I'm outside of it. So I right. only so you only remember when you're crossing someone over." I'll be right back," says Scorpius. <laughs> Goes off and grabs the first person that he can find, which happens to be no. Uh, he shoots he, he shoots Rigel. Who was standing there right next to him? No, he goes off and, and gets Rigel, and then brings Rigel back, and then takes John's gun, and then shoots. Uh... Okay, two hosts arguing about minutia of an episode is not necessarily entertainment. Yes, but I wanted to stick with this because I want you to understand this image. Scorpius went off to go and find someone to execute, and calmly brought them. Oh, brought yes. them back. No, no, I got yeah. Right, because this was the sort of writer's intention. We've had Scorpius helping them out for a lot of this season mm-hmm. and, like, playing against type. And we really, really wanted people to be reminded that Scorpius is a monster. Yes. And he will just calmly walk around the ship. Like, he's hidden this from Crichton for so long that maybe Crichton has been able to forget. Yes. But he just went off, found someone, grabbed Crichton's gun, and shot Naranti exclamation mark, Rigel. Mm. To death. Okay, now cross him over and then remember Katrachi for us. Oh, yeah, but the crossover only works with people I love. Like, does, like other people just die and they, they their souls go. And I don't do the crossover thing for just anybody. Hey, says Crichton, you never had to love people before. Yeah. And Stark uh, says, 
I always yeah. had to love them. Different Stark, different rules. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. So, <laughs> and you you could sort of hear the unspoken question. Well, then, who do you love? Before I go off and find another one. Yes, before we gra- grab another random next person. But that random next person turns out to be... Oh, no, wait, there's a little bit... Yeah, you're fun. right. You're right. Chiana yeah. played by Aaron. I mean, there is a discussion between John and Scorpius. Like, you just murdered someone for no reason. You brought me along, says Scorpius. You brought me along to get shit done. Yes. So they go traipsing through the corridors. They actually pick up Aaron Chiana... Yeah. But run into Jewel Dargo. Is this- oh, yes. Yes, you're right. Yes. She's, she's, she's there again, just for no reason. Standing uh, there in the corridor, despite, I mean, I call it cleaverage, but it's not really cleaverage. It's more like a, uh, I don't know, a strapless evening gown, <laughs> which is like holding up a significant bus. Under the- I know that the joke that you want to make is gownless evening straps. I know, but it's like really but- not appropriate for this one. <laughs> Now, but Jewel has always had, like, fantastic sort of corset dresses. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. But this time with the nose plate from Dargo. And her beautiful hair. Yes, but also in the fact that rather than the tenkas, she kind of, like, have more like a dwarfish moustache braid from the same kind of hair that her her red hair has. Oh, you're right. She doesn't have tenkas. No, but it's... But she has the the same sort of ringlets. Right, yes. (laughs) Like... Oh, that's brilliant. Which is hanging down. (laughs) (laughs) See, Anthony Simcoe did get more to do than just being the captain and decisive. That's not Simcoe. That's like the actress playing Jewel who plays that. Or is that Simcoe? Look, you thought that... Did you honestly think that Tammy McIntosh was playing... I I wasn't sure. Oh, bless... Oh hell yeah! No, I think this is this is Defo Anthony Simcoe. Oh, so this in this case, they, at the body use, type. They, they, they did use the actor, the actual actor. So it was well, Anthony Simcoe playing Dargo playing Jewel. Oh, was there was the other way? I thought it was Jewel playing Dargo, but oh, this makes more sense. Yeah, no, it makes. Nah, but uh, she's she's got she's got Jewel's outfit. You're right. So it's so it's Dargo Jewel. So in that case, yeah. it would make sense that it was Simcoe. <laughs> right? Yes. No, I, I would have loved it the other I, way I around it, as well. I thought it was Jewel. I, I thought it was Jewel Dargo, oh. not Dargo Jewel. Oh, I would love to see that. But you're right. Uh, so it feels like Dargo because, of, like, the way they they interject. So yeah, and, okay, and, so. and, to, and to Jewel's credit, like, she's there defending her shipmate against right. these interlopers. Yes, she tries to open fire. John and doesn't want to necessarily harm Jewel, mm. but. Defends well, himself. I think this is actually a good yeah. point to, to mention something that I have ri- written down. Look at this this whole scene which happens on alternate reality, mm-hmm. Moya. What if this the show was about alternate reality, Moya? Yeah. What happens? They're like, oh, something alternate reality John and alternate reality Scorpius, Scorpius just show, show up in a module, come aboard the ship and start killing people. Because oh. they need some sort of information. Yeah. What sort of episode would this be? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, that'd have to be a time loop or something. Like, this would just be oh, the first part of a time loop. That could be. Where yeah. they get killed by John and Scorpius, and, and then, then the they do it again. And the next time they get killed by... Uh, by Kreis, on order of, of yeah, 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 yeah. and they have to go through it again. <laughs> they have to find... <laughs> Farscape, unrealized edition. <laughs> we can get a spin-off series, like, every Oh, every please. <laughs> Um, but yeah, sorry, I, I, I have that written down. It's like, what, what would this look like if this like was a? I was thinking the same episode thing. from the, from their perspective rather than from John and, and Scorpius. Oh, but you're completely right because we actually do spend a lot more time with yes. these unrealized people or bizarro people, and they're the same kind of bumbling fools that we've grown to love, and equally as as deserving of hope and good things, and equally as burdened by their yep. various weaknesses and injustices. But she opens fire. John returns fire, and Jewel is down. Yes. And then moving on to after another scene with Aaron, of course, but we're doing this separately. <laughs> yes, indeed. Because now we have Scorpius Aaron. asks, do you want to do it, or shall I do it? Yes, and he's like, I'll do it. Yeah. And then what do you, Scorpius What actually, do you think he was thinking in that moment? Well, Scorpius, it's, I think I agree with, with Scorpius. It is not Aaron. No, I've got to say bothers me because it shouldn't matter. It is still an innocent person. Oh, yes, of course. It's still murder, but that's not what Scorpius thinks is holding John back. 
Scorpius doesn't think that John has a problem with committing murder. Scorpius thinks that <clears throat> John has a problem killing Aaron. That one, I've got to say, really bothers me. Well, the, the idea that, 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 that Scorpius is right, because well, I, I yeah. think that the episode agrees with you. I think it's her, her resemblance to, uh, to, Aaron. to Aaron. Yes. By the way, can we just sort of stop at what an amazing look this is for Claudia Black? It is very much so. I She's got a little she... beauty spot. Oh, Did you notice yes. that regular Chiana doesn't have? Oh, okay. No, I hadn't noticed that. I did well, notice I, yeah. that she did a wonderful uh, job of picking up Chiana's speech patterns and mannerisms. And, oh, her American yeah. accent is great. <laughs> and the, the sort of head twitches and the, the sort of helplessness and the appeal to to humanity and mercy. And like asking John, okay, well, this was this is a joke, right? The joke's over. Like I, it, it's my mistake for taking it so seriously this wrong. I'm, and oh, it, it's just heartbreaking. Yes, it's a it's a tough scene. It's very much a tough scene. And it's John fucked Stanley, up. Yes, that and- it's not the least, the most fucked up thing this whole episode. <laughs> because we're getting to that. Because yeah, John can't do it. And Scorpio says, "Oh, I can." Grabs his hand. Yeah, doesn't even make it a clean kill. No, that's like no, because then Stark wouldn't have to help uh, her cross over. Oh, good point. Yes. So yes, and Stark uh- had said. You know, if you do this, if you murder someone, I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to cross them over. Mm. And Scorpius said, yeah, you will. Yes. Because now your friend is in pain. Yep. And you can help. It is a very good threat or to make from Stark's point of view. That yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to do what you want. And then you have to take the gamble. Basically, Scorpius calls uh, Stark's bluff. Yeah. And it says, like, yeah, you will. Because, yeah. You can deny your enemy what they want by also denying someone that you love the yeah. comfort that they need and the help that you can provide. So the passing over, the crossing over is done. The, the, the mask is lifted. Kratzi is mumbled. Uh, yeah, they have to sort of sit around and wait for her to like mumble a whole bunch of things until yes. Katrazzi. Oh, oh, tell us about Katrazzi. And then suddenly, yes, it's apparently possible to ask about it. And like it's, 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 it almost seems like it's not going to happen. But then we are informed that... Katrazzi is like a secret place and it hides by disguising itself in the orbit of another place, which Scorpius does know. Yes, I know that planet. Yeah. It's kind of brilliant because apparently she got this information from a Scarron that he helped to transition to death at some point. And so that Scarron, before she dies, imparted that information. It's kind of cool. Like it's, it's small and it conceals itself by mirroring the orbit of one of the moons of whatever. Yeah. So that it can hide in this, like, unimportant location. And apparently, despite the fact that Scorpius knows about this planetary system or nebula or whatever it is... He does not know about the prison planet or the prison moon or whatever it is, the prison... Well, hey, Starkozu says it is a seat of Scarron power. Yes. It's not just a a, a prison moon. It's actually a really important base. Yeah. They've got what they want and they go home and everything's fine for them. Well, yes, the command ship which has been approaching is uh, still approaching they're getting awfully close but both they- moyas have the same problem now both moyas are under threat from a peacekeeper command carrier oh uh, yes with some version of grey's home yep and they make it way back they get snagged by the docking web just before the the starburst is done and that is the end of that story arc now i can scroll the jeeps all the way back all to the, the way beginning. back and in the words of whoever that actor was that worked with the Lonely Island, now back to the good part. Well, what was his name? Michael Bolton. Oh, I have no idea which, what what you're referring to here. But oh, the sort of funny comedy hip hop band, the Lonely Island, did a a I, song with Michael Bolton I'm, called Jack Sparrow. Oh, where they apparently hired Michael Bolton to sing a sexy hook and do a solo. But then Michael Bolton made up his own lyrics, so instead they've got this whole <laughs> rap about we're going to the club, and no, he doesn't care about that. He just wants to book. This is the tale of Captain Jack Sparrow. And they tried and stop him and reel him back. Okay, uh, guess again, I'll try with another film. No, wait, okay. So Anyway. All right, I still have no idea what you're referring to. But There's a line enough. in there where he goes, now back to the good part, which is... Claudia Black giving us a masterclass in acting because she's strapped down this whole time. And yet, her character is sort of trying to exert control over this uh, situation. situation. Yes. She finds herself in a, you know, yeah, strapped apart, legs up in almost in a gynecologist chair with the other uh, (laughs) summation. Tim Ferrier had a lot of 
fun with designing torture chairs. I've got a feeling that we've seen this chair before, but... I think it's a unique creation, or at least okay. the other one is a unique creation, because production designer Tim Ferrier has had other opportunities to design torture chairs oh, yes. for women to be strapped into. Yes. And so he he was actually kind of trepidatious about these, because one of them is, let's be fair, very gynecological, right. uh, gynecologist one, chair, yeah. kind of with the, with the stirrups and everything. Yes. And then the second one is even weirder. Now, one of them did have to have a last-minute modification to sort of drill footholds so that between scenes the actors could, like, recover a bit more because yes. they're, they're quite stressful positions. Probably this one. The other ones we see later, they're just more like T-pose positions that look... Uh, yeah. They, look, with they a, look easier. Not to get out of, I imagine. Well, no, but there's a little bit of talk and chatter between the the, the Sebastian and... Uh, Aaron. Yeah, so there's there's the nurse character the nurse, who yes. has the bad hair. Apparently, they they don't have hair care products in the Scaran Empire. Yeah. And there's a there's a bit of a sort of conflict between Aaron and this woman. Like she asks, like, "Are you even a real Sebastian?" And this woman has the most fantastic motivation. I think, like, "Hey, peacekeeper Scaran, it kind of doesn't matter who rules because it's not going to be me." Yeah, so I'll just let her roll with whomever I get the best deal with. I'll just survive, and yeah, yeah. like. The, she she really doesn't see any kind of sort of racial betrayal or whatever. Like I'm in league with a, a superpower. Yeah. Like what's what is the difference? Whether I'd be doing this right. for the scourers or the peacekeepers? What am I getting better? Would, would I get a better deal from the peacekeepers than I'm getting here? Probably not. No. Yeah. And is what I'm doing any more reprehensible, regardless of who yeah. I do it for? No. Yeah, true. Which, to Erin's credit, she sort of gives up on. Like, she doesn't, she doesn't no. go with the, like, yeah, the, the sort of yeah. dogmatism. There's a little bit more heat torture, and I think it is soon afterwards that the nurse realizes why the heat torture isn't working the way it should. She's with child. Because after the, the first bout of heat torture, sorry, the second yeah. bout of heat torture, then she was like, oh, just managed to pull you back from the brink of heat. Delirium, delirium. yeah. And that's when she finds out that Erin's pregnant. Yes, by saying, I'm going to give you something for, to help you sleep, and instead, like, jabs... Taking a blood sample or something, whatever it is. <sighs> I don't know what colour Sebastian blood is. Actually, Sebastian no. blood is red. Yes, Same so as, no, it's like she draws out some other liquid, but... Possibly amniotic fluid. Possible, yeah. Because she goes for the abdomen. But you don't really need that to prove someone's pregnant or not. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But as soon as they learn this, she gets carted off in this weird gibbon... Uh, what's it called again? G- giblet. Giblet? No. Giblet? Gibbet. Gibbet? You know, those cages that they hang on the outside of buildings with people in them. Uh, Yikes. I don't actually know the word for that, but it sounds horrible. Like, it's something like a gibbet or something. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Uh, um, and they cart her off to the maternity ward, or at least something along those lines. Yeah. There are several other women... Yeah, I was, yeah. I was thinking women or females, because they're, they're non-sebationoid. Right. Obviously, you know... Women are, of course, of course, women, but uh, respecting you, their different species. Yes. One of them who is closest, she's got an interesting design. She's got a lot of, like, it looks like a waddle, a sort of band of, of waddle around her around oh, her neck. Right, yes. We would call, and there's a younger-looking woman on the other side, and both of them, like, tell a similar story. The Scarans have a breeding program. Yep. This is a whole lot of no good, because this woman... She's got a streak of grey hair. Her ears are a lot higher up her skull than yes. uh, Sebastianoid ears would be. And she's got, like, yeah, weird neck and stuff. And she says, and I'm actually going to say it in sort of a mocking voice because it turns out that she's a liar. Yeah. And therefore we don't have to worry too much about what happens to her because she's the evil, evil liar. Yeah. So, oh, I've been pregnant six to home. No, sorry, I actually can't do it. I meant to... <laughs> sort of mock her and I just can't do it because it's a horrible situation yes like she says that she's been pregnant six times three of them which have survived and they were beautiful babies and she's clearly as well it turns out she is a plant she is like the other prisoner who is like supposed to get the gain sympathy of the actual target and help yep. get the information that they want did you clock into that did you suspect her kind of seemed a bit weird yeah I mean hey either answer is fine like I was into it I was I was completely into her. The second time around, of course, this time I've done my research and I, re- right. I remember because her name is Morok. Uh-huh. But the first time around, yeah, I was definitely on on team Morok and and then having like a suicide pact in the end. I mean, it seemed a bit weird. I mean, for my first the first time I around, I was like, 
Oh, so then she suddenly shows a handful of pills, whereas she's like literally got yes. arm, arm binders restrained and like, yes, they've T-post been given, for submission. They've, yeah, they've been giving me pills to but sleep. But I've palmed in, them. But I've palmed them. And she's Despite got the fact that I can't of, touch my mouth. I know, right? And then later, like later on in the episode, she's suddenly standing next to Aaron. Yeah, like, like Leia oh, from Thumbware Wars right. going, I escaped somehow. Well, yeah, I, I watched them do the codes, but like... I mean, how do you? Can you even reach the codes? If you're yeah, like, if it's a stupid design. If you like, if you're in a yeah, well. So I wouldn't say that I suspected it, but I'll say that I wasn't <laughs> at all surprised that it was turned out that she was a. The the Farscape <laughs> traditions would have allowed you to forgive all of that because in Farscape tradition, you can discuss your plan of escape in front of the guards who are trying fair, to pretend you fair, fair, fair. escape. So. But what we see is quite brutal, and once again, repeating that content warning, we see a scene that was cut from the UK broadcast okay, and was a great surprise to UK viewers when they bought the DVDs, uh-huh. where we actually witness what appears to be the in utero murdering of an unborn child. Right, yes, uh, uh, by the Scarron. Yeah, by Captain Jenick. And for whatever reason, like, his heat beam is now also an X-ray beam into yes. this alien woman, in, into Morox's uh, uterus, where we see the, the fetus and we witness the fetus dying. It is gruesome. It was tremendous fun for the creature shop, of course. Like, <laughs> we, we can do, oh, we can do this amazing stuff because yeah, they like their horror. Of course. Right? It's, it's, it's part of the fantasy and the thrill. Like, how gross can we make it? How visceral can we make people feel and, like, appreciate the artistry of what we're doing? Ben Browder was not particularly happy with it, nor was David Kemper. Mm-hmm. They found it very, very tough then, and sort of made okay by the fact that it's fake. Yes. Right? Because it only it's, appears it's, to it's be... A, it's a show, yes. Because literally after Aaron uh, later... Uh, fi- uh, okay, well, hang on. Let's do this in order. We'll get to that soon. Oh, yeah, good one, good one. So there's various discussions about what's going on while they are trying to glean the information from... Aaron. Specifically who the father, father is, is, because yeah. the fetal DNA has some weird, yes. uh, and unfamiliar it, traits. And if it turns out that it's John's, then they can like gain all the information that he has about wormholes from the fetal DNA, memory, sack, banks, whatever. Bullshit. Yep. Which seems unlikely. Do you know that DNA doesn't work like that? This is the. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, that's it's a stupid a, question. Sorry, I'm just like I'm, I'm not. I'm not like I'm not likely to, to to dismiss things like that. But that's nonsense. That's a nonsense question. Sorry, it's not. It's not because it only means like okay, if we if we know that there is no storage space on a DNA molecule to store learned memories, yeah. right? If we happened to know that 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 was completely impossible, then the idea of genetically transferred memory right. would be an absurd science fiction. Right. Concoction, which is of course is what it is. In as far case. as as far as we know, it's like it is. But as people yeah. who are you know who try to be informed of, of these things a little bit, as much as you know regular people are, because we are we're curious about things. Mm-hmm. Do we know that deoxyribonucleic acid cannot and does not store learned memories or right. anything that the parent wasn't born with? Because right. we also had uh, in DNA mad scientists. I mean, well, we you know, had well, Namtar. No, for a fact, it doesn't work for body for physical things. Physical things, don't you mean? Well, okay. Uh, one of the uh, early on experiments about uh, genetics were uh-huh. like, uh, you know, I'm just like going to cut a bunch of mice the tails off, and oh, it turns out that after they right. breed after that, then the, the the mice that are born after that have full tails. Yes. So clearly, okay, there's yeah. no physical memory. The injuries are not memories. No, right. it's true. It's so, true. And also, this would also limit be limited to the moment of gestation. Any well, yeah, 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 maybe a few days before even. You know, it's like whenever the the, the spermzoid is produced, at, at which point the the DNA memory would be implanted, and like nothing from after that moment could be. Yes. See, that is something that kind of bothered me in Dune with other memory by the Bene Gesserit, yeah, yeah. you know, where they where where Bene Gesserit women can access through an incredibly difficult process the memories of their maternal ancestors up to the moment of each one's birth, which is a fantastic concept, of course. But I do believe that the case is that human women produce all of their ova for an entire lifetime during puberty, which are then stored. Oh yes, good point. And then released. So. <laughs> Yes. What gets written in up until the the moment of birth? Like, yes. Huh. In fact, what you should then probably have is a, a sequence of like 
everyone's memory up until they were 13. Ish, yes. Which does not seem like a basis for power. Not particularly useful, no. No, I get that. Regardless Aaron, of what we think yeah. about it, oh, Erin gets drugs. Erin gets a lot of drugs, and then she gets she some gets, more. And she gets stabbed constantly in this episode. Yeah, by this like really big auto injector. It's type. so huge, it enormous. It, it injects insane amounts of fluid into her as well. Yeah, that bubble. They sort of gurgle their way down like that. Is well, no, that's, that's just air being pumped in. Yeah, it's... So you, it's. I mean, that's how, that's how it works. Like, you, you, oh. you, screw the, you screw the bottle in upside down and then you pump air into the bottle and that pushes the liquid out. But you know, that's... Yes, but you don't pump like it through cool, the liquid. It's kind of like the water cooler effect, you know? But you don't pump the air through the liquid, no, suppose, creating lots suppose, of little bubbles not. for everyone to not. enjoy on the way down. But yes, because the information is not forthcoming. Because she keeps talking about other men that she's uh, yes. she slept with. Because, of course, she's a hot-blooded peacekeeper woman. Yes. Uh, Prone to recreation. Yeah, perfectly normal. The first one she summons is Velerek. Yes. Hey, we remember him. Yeah. That doesn't last very long. Good old Velerek, yeah. And, this, and there's some weird, weird style of flashbacks. It's yeah. Like, just really black and white scenes, and then inverting, super contra- super contrasted, inverted. Uh, really hard to watch. I'm pretty sure that was all done to conceal the identity of Lechna, right? Because that's who she she says the child belongs to. It's Lechna's, not Crichton's. How many times do I have to tell you? I knew Lechna before I went on to Moya. And she talks about during this period when she was away from Moya, when she was yes. an assassin, that she reconnected with a, an officer yeah. that she knew. And that she's like, you completely forgot about John. It's like, oh, and John was never on, I never even loved John. No, that's the other plan. That, that's yeah. the, sec- that's the, th- the second plot. Second plot is like, oh, I just faked it. I'm just like an informant. I'm just trying to get this information on from John, and I never loved him. And I'm just. Yep. And that's her s- second line of defense. I was on Moya to watch Crichton, and as soon as I left, I went straight back to Lechner. Did you buy it at all, Lechna? Lechna hey, this is fair. Yeah, Lechna, yeah. yes, Lechna more than Never Love John. Right, yes. Yeah. Because, like, we've watched... Lechna could have been possible, although unlikely that she completely forgot about John during the time. You don't so, have to completely forget about someone oh, that you love she, in that's order what to... She, that's what she says. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's... I mean, how many other women have we seen John kiss or father a child with, knowingly or unknowingly? Two? One? Princess, look at the princess. Yeah, like, which, you know, technically that was done without, or no, not technically, that was done without his consent, obviously. No, true. But he did kiss her first. He did yeah. kiss a lot of women on that planet. I mean, a lot of kissing was, that was a very kissing episode. You know? Yeah, that, he's that's a kissy that, boy. That came with the whole, uh, the whole tongue. The taste. The, the taste drug thingy to see if... Uh, PK Tech Girl. Yeah. As well. Oh, yes. The kisses on the eyebrows. Right, Actually, yeah. that comes back up. When Aaron says, oh, no, I have dozens of embryos inside me. Oh, yeah. PK Trout Girl, that's what they used to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. But Don't they, can only, uh, they can only be stored for up to seven arms, I believe, they said. Uh, seven cycles is a lot of cycles, time. yes, not arms, yeah. And Lechna is where she sticks for the longest time. We see a lot of flashbacks to what is supposedly Lechna and turns out to just be John. Yes, the final, when she finally gives in, when she finally succumbs to the torture, you can see the same sh- shot again of Lechna, but now as she spins around and the, uh, the picture desaturizes or saturizes. Yep. It turns out that it's John. She's just remembering the last yes. time that they were happy and kissed. Yes, and it's the shot where they, like, John just admitted to, uh, admitted to her that he had only been lying to her to keep her their relationship from oh. Scorpius. And yes, she does, in fact, spill the beans, so to speak. And we see the, the last scene with Morok, who I have escaped somehow, and offers her the sleeping pills... Which yeah, I let's guess take the, them together. We'll we'll have a little, we have a little girly suicide pact here. See that one, you know. Originally, I kind of bought this idea because she says I've been palming this, and Aaron asks, "Hey, why didn't you take them before to escape this terror?" Yeah, I couldn't do it. Yeah, and I like, can we do it together? Yeah, which I can totally kind of get and imagine. No, absolutely. And Morok even says thank you, right? Thank you for doing this with me for for going together. I'm like, aren't you worried about your child though? Yes. And and who who is like, the dad? Oh, I'm like, is oh, he? Yeah. She breaks after the scene. The scene comes first. Yeah. Yeah. And they're swallowing these little green frog pills or something. And these little mints. Aaron doesn't buy it. She grabs onto the other woman. 
by the throat, which is throat. impressive. And then gets like, Powerful okay, grip. did you, like, have you ever even had children? Have you even had one child? Tell me the truth. Getting her to admit that no, she didn't. And then she just snaps her neck. Good. Then I orphan. No one. Because yeah. <laughs> she was going to kill her either way. Oh, yeah. But then, okay, at least I don't have to worry about it. Wow. Oh, no, no, so it is actually that the the admittance was before that. This was just like trying to confirm it, I guess. Yeah. And then she gets thrown back into the cell. And now she is given she... up praying to the salvation god. And she's like, all right, that didn't who work. Who else you got? Anybody else out there is willing to listen. <laughs> like, yep. Who can I make a deal with? Like anybody, I'm up here, I'm up for grabs. Like any deity who's out there who's willing to cut me a deal, I'm here. Yep. <laughs> which is, which winds Aaron up where John was in the last episode. Oh, yes. Oh, right? Oh, Making a deal with yeah, the devil. Yes. Oh, man, this is like shivers. <sighs> what an episode. And hey, good news no hiatus. We're going straight into the into nice. the home stretch. Well, this is going to be a strong segment what we're going to come up to right oh now. Oh my god. She gives me a woody. <laughs> she gives you a yes, there's going to be a few of those. <laughs> there's a little bit of talk about that. Fake abortion scene for the willy. That's that's mine. Right. Okay. Yep. I mean, I've got a few things. Like that seems like, like an obvious one, but it genuinely watching it again. Oof. I've got a like one of them could be the Scarron being like almost comically evil, you know, in his. Oh, you didn't like him, Jenik? Yeah, he felt a bit over the top. He felt like a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, like, like like we're reminded here that Scorpius is a monster, but it was it yeah was the, the the way that Jenik was portrayed with his like I don't care if she dies, like we'll do this and we'll do that, and like how he was like seen. I mean, okay, the the fake abortion scene was was part of the show so but that it felt all very over the top theatrical. And very very theatrical and the, i mean that would would be the candidate but yeah it doesn't seem very smart no yeah but i think my willy will have to go to the scene where john shoots Chiana. that was just like oh my that scene God. was just like oh my that really gave me that was like oh that was yeah crushing set, that scene yeah yeah, seeing John slip down that moral ladder, even though he ultimately doesn't pull the trigger, the fact no. that he that wanted en- to. That entire scene was just like, chilling. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, oh, definitely. Amazing that the show can do that to you, right? Yeah. Okay, and then the Woodies. Claudia Black. Claudia Black. Just Claudia Black start finish because she was also Chiana, right? Fair. So she made that whole scene. Fair, 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 fair. And just her her performance throughout this, what an actress. I'm just going to, like, I love that. I, I'm, I am not going to disagree with you, but just to be disagreeing anyway. Yay! My Woody goes to Sassy Dargo. Yes! <laughs> like, Dargo Jewel! Dargo Jewel, that was like... Anthony Skimfigo, once again, having the most fun. That was fantastic. That one, that, that, that show. It was, it was very short. It didn't get as much time as you like, but I loved it. Like, the, the super sassy, the chest out, boots, gun. Yeah, the rifle. F- it was yeah. a pretty serious rifle that it she's was, got there. It was fantastic. I absolutely loved that. And watching out for her friends, oh. Yeah, trying to, like, yeah, the entire pose and the attitude, it was, like, absolutely. It was just like Rayleigh Hill. I mean, absolutely brilliant. Sorry, not Rayleigh Hill, uh, Tammy McIntosh. Yes. Who was his roommate for a while. And she was a backup singer in in his band. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. So they knew each other for ages, and he was, like, dead chuffed when she got cast. Yeah, I can well imagine. That's my mate, Tammy. Yeah. So I'm sure that he had a, a, a lot of fun. Channeling, Channeling Tammy's her, tool. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to get sort of any other feelings out of the way about this episode because it's it is really, I'm really heavy. Pretty sure that we covered it. Yeah, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right. Then that's the story, story so, so far, Escape. Yes, 
please join us next week for another Tales of the Untormented uh, Space. I still haven't got that right. And after that, with episode 419, A Fetal Attraction, We're So Screwed, part one. Ooh, I wonder what that's going to be in about. Which the crew of Moya have one chance to infiltrate Scarren Space to rescue Aaron's son. When a deadly illness is unleashed, however, success and survival seem less and less likely. <gasps> oh, oh no! Oh, An no. unexpected complication! More terror than terror. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, Kay, I love your schoonerisms. Thank you for joining us once again. It was a pretty like, intense episode, this. Oh, yes. I, I was, thought I was prepared for it, but. Gosh, it is really still in, intense. I'm so glad that we got to see uh, Claudia Black in top form and all the actors doing their, their fantastic job. Thank you for uh, for joining us. And if you did a weird thing and, like, skipped the episode but are listening to the end credits... Oh, boy. Respect. <laughs> and also, thank you for listening to the yeah. end credits as well. You can find us at SoFarscape on Facebook and Twitter. SoFarscape.com slash links for... When this comes out, there's still episodes coming out. Yes, I think that's the case. And so there's still opportunities to send your synopses, join our Patreon. Thank you for those of you who have supported us so that every week I get to do research with the materials that we bought from our Patreon budget. And if you want to recommend fanfic, as one reader has done, so we're going to be reading their recommendation. I'm looking forward to that. So am I. You can do that there as well. We absolutely love you. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. So far, it's so, so good. good.